Hey, come merry doll, dairy doll, my darling. Light goes the weather wind and feathered the starling. Down along underhill, shining in the sunlight, waiting on the doorstep for the cold starlight. There, my pretty lady is, river woman's daughter, slender as the willow wand, clearer than the water. Oh, Tom Bombadil, what a lady's bringing, comes hopping home again. Can you hear him singing? Hey, come, Berry Doll, Dairy Doll, and Berry Oh, Goldberry, Goldberry, Merry Yellow Berry Oh. Poor old Willow Man, you tuck your roots away. Tom's in a hurry now, evening will follow day. Tom's going home again, water lilies bringing. Hey, come, Berry Doll, can you hear me singing? This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. With that, we introduce you formally to the Tom Bombadil of the viticultural world, oldest and wisest firstborn. Saparavi, which is one of my top three favorite varietals known to man. When done well, when done poorly, it's tragic. We don't talk about that. And we don't talk about that. So I'm hoping that both of these bottles that we have here today are phenomenal. Bottle number one is a gift from some fine folks in the tasting room uh, that visited one day the, uh, the Colburns. They brought this frack from uh, New York. About a year and a half ago, really before I got this podcast idea started, uh, because I said, uh, hey, I've heard good things about Finger Lake Saparavi. If you see any, bring one back for me, could you? Uh, I'll do a bottle trade. And they did. That's pretty uh, cool. Just random customers? Well, they, they became wine club members and good friends in the tasting oh, room. Oh, okay. Very cool. So we have here the Standing Stone Vineyards Finger Lakes 2014 Saparavi. And we are going to do a Saparavi deep dive. With a Georgian Saparavi, the 2014 Marani Saparavi from Kaheti in Georgia, uh, which is one of the major regions for this grape in Georgia. And I just pulled out the cork on the standing stone, and it's black. Yeah. (laughs) Which is very, very hopeful for me because. For those who don't know Georgian, which is everybody here, I guess, technically, but uh, as the person who knows the most Georgian at the table, by virtue of my great knowledge, uh, Saparavi comes from uh, the Georgian word for ink. So the idea is that it's dark, it's brooding, it's colorful. It is one of those grapes that is a tentenurier. Uh, We'll talk more about that when we get into uh, the Big Red Wine book. A tentenurier, for those who don't know, uh, is a grape that the flesh... You're making a face. Oh, no. Go ahead. Sorry, I was wondering what Just you're... itching up something on my foot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Tangenuria, for those who don't know, is a grape uh, where the flesh is red and so the juice is red. And so you don't even need to do a skin soaking on this to get the color. I'm going to pour this in glass number one and then we'll... Holy shit, that is dark. Woohoo! Fuck yeah, this is hopeful. Most bad Saparavis I have seen uh, were pale as fuck. God damn, look at that color. Fuck. This is I'm excited. Downright plutonic. 
Uh, Megan, if you'd be so kind as to read the, the label here and uh, judge it. I think uh, the label text I was going to say it's on the outside, which, you know, is it's interesting. It's weird. I've never seen that before. No, I've never seen that either. I mean, so label-wise, I guess it's not super exciting, but I appreciate what they've done, especially considering I'm going to have to, like, turn my head all the way around to read the bottom because it's definitely upside down. Oh, shit. I should give you the cork then. It's over here. I was taking pictures of it. Oh, I yeah. I still won't turn shit, upside down. That cork is darker than my sense of humor. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Ten millennia ago, glaciers carved the Finger Lakes, creating soil ideally suited to growing grapes. Our site on the east shore of Seneca Lake captures the ideal elements of wind, water, soil, and stone. We craft wines that are brilliant in their... Oh, personality. Wow, that's really hard to read upside down, let me tell you. (laughs) Jeez. With luscious, balanced flavors, aromas, and textures. Yes. Okay. We dedicate our passion to wines with a solid foundation in the soil and the stone, expressed with elegant flavors in your glass. Almost sounds like a witch's incantation. Does a little bit. Ten millennia ago! (laughs) I really greatly appreciate this like scale I have on the back. Use our tasting scale to pick the wine that best matches your palate. Fucking dry! Yeah. I mean, you sh- that's like serious. Like, it's not even like there's <laughs> just, <laughs> just at the uh, opposite end completely. Like, not even remotely sweet. They're just like, this will suck the moisture from your face. Which all the best Saparavis do. We're delighted to share our passion of wine it's making like with you. It's like being a lovely BDSM relationship. If this wine were a sense of humor, it would be Patrick Warburton. Ooh, yeah. I really enjoy the font that they used for their signature. Oh, yeah, that is cool. It's just fun. I don't... It's very, like, handwritten, but just, yeah. See the... I mean, it's tiny as fuck, but... It's just kind of fun. I wish they would have used that font in other places, but I don't think it would have gone for the feel that they're... Yeah. So this is a 2014, so this is kind of an old... Because like, it has kind of an older feel. Like, it almost makes me think of, of like, Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. I feel like... Yeah, like an illustration of yeah. the Shire yeah. from The Hobbit. It does look like a Tolkien illustration. It kind of makes me think of that from the very, very little this that I know. too dry and dark for a Hobbit to enjoy. Oh, movie. no. You know, no, we never did is... talk about what we thought that... Uh, Old Winyards was. And Winyards was. I said that we would talk about it in an episode. Maybe we can talk about it at the end of this. Uh, since we're definitely going to do Lord of the Rings heavy lore on this one, I can already tell. This is so this is variety what Sabravi should look like in a glass. Okay. So dark, like almost black. Okay. Holding it against the light here, which is not a very great light. No, it's not. But it's black and I mean, with a garnet rim. It's yeah, like super I'm kind dark. of holding it again. I mean, I can see, like, the white on my phone and the light kind of... And if you drink too much of this, your teeth are going to look like the mouth of Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that sort of cedar. Cedar and cherry. But there's almost, there's like a sweet smell to it. Like, I almost wanted like to say like... Like mar- currants or... Well, no, like, like sugary sweet for like a furniture. second. Like, I almost got like marshmallow. I could see that. Old furniture in a dark attic. See, I don't get dusty on this. I don't get dusty, but I get mineral. 
Like yeah, a little granite. bit, and there's a little like bit of like a crushed granite. It's not so much a question of dusty as it is just old death door. You get kind of like a charcoal note to it yeah. too, like burnt, like because there's a little bit of a. Burnt. Yeah, there's definitely some oak on this. Well, maybe that's the oak thing. That's probably so probably new oak, which I am all for because I want my tapper. I want my saparabis to lash my tongue like a whip. I want them to be so tannic that it's just like almost torture to drink. I love saparabis like that. Especially the very aged ones where you're actually fermenting in the skins and the seeds and everything. It gets so tannic and so dark. And you spill it on a page and it's just like black and purple. If I might invoke Dungeons and Dragons, this is like a dark elf dominatrix. Yeah, except without the white hair. Right. Because... Like the black heart. Yes. God, I love this nose. That's what Cyrano's girlfriend said. <laughs> and this probably needs to air out of I, This is one that we probably should have should decant. But, uh... We'll, we'll talk, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I do recommend decanting a good Saperati. Blacker. Dark. God. God, I love this this nose. This is the wine that oh. was drinking when he wrote The Raven while he was pondering weak and weary. This is so thin compared to the best Saparabis, but it's still got the tannic backbone. It's still got a lot of thickness to it. I guess I've just been spoiled by good Georgian Saparavi, but this is good. This is better than the worst Georgian Saparavi I've tasted by a long shot. This is a good American Saparavi. I am impressed. What are you guys tasting? For me, I mean, it's thick, dark, and rich. But, you know, I get the deep, the deep, deep black cherry quality. Sorry, my voice is a little hoarse. I'm kind of exaggerating. But the tannins... I thought you were quoting Lord of the Rings in deep, dark, as drums in the deep. I know, well, you know, I'm getting... Fool of a toque! Next time, throw yourself in and save us all the trouble. <laughs> it's a little... I don't, I don't... This is one of those wines that, to me, is bright and heavy at the same time. Yeah. No, that's the beautiful dichotomy of yeah, Saparabi. Because there's, like, a... There's a tangy, like, you know, bright red fruit on the front that I get, like, more... To, but it, Well, on the front flavor, but on, like, kind of the back to center of my tongue, but I'm getting the dark more on the front. Like, yeah. this is kind of, it has that, it has an interesting acidity, too, because it is actually making my mouth water a little bit, which I wouldn't have expected from this. Yeah. Holding it to say, it's acidity well. This is a classic example of what a good Saparavi should taste like. It could be better. But for this, coming from New York, yeah. for American Saparavi, the first American Saparavi I've ever tasted, this is impressive as fuck. Well done, Standing Stones. Who are your vintners? Marty and Tim Meninsky? Or I guess those are the owners, but... Either way, well done, and also look at this little drop that's formed here, and look how dark it is. It truly is. I want to, like, sit on a throne made of the bones of my enemies and stroke a cat. Which is very much like what Megan is doing. This <laughs> Megan's structure. <laughs> 
It's dark. It's well. It's not evil dark. It's like no, it's a not. force of nature dark. Like yes. a wall of thunderheads on the horizon, or or wild and untamed and indifferent to the surroundings of the world, which is again like Tom Bombadil it's, in the Dark Forest. It's cathartic. It's thonic. Yeah, it is a thonic wine. Yeah. I'm almost afraid to open the Georgian one because I mean, if we were ever in ancient Greece, this would be used in the rites to Pluto. Mm. Or Hades, pardon. <laughs> Sorry. Or Thanatos if you want to go death. But. No, more like Hades. I'm going to crack open our Georgian one, and now I'm nervous because I'm afraid that this one won't stand up. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of another date. I've never <laughs> The point is, I love Saparavi, and I'm doing everything I can to get this grape uh, into Arizona. I may have finally convinced someone to grow it. It's definitely worth a shot. Less dark, less black on the cork. How's everybody's teeth looking so far? Uh, how do we look? Eh, not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, maybe after we down a couple bottles. I can't. I was trying to take a picture, but the yeah. lighting is awful. So my house sucks for lighting. I always love the Georgian script, and you can see it on the cork for the Georgian one, and that it really does look like Elvish. I'm going to pass this around. So, same vintage, 2014. And this is, uh, as I mentioned before, the Marani Saparavi from the Kentucky uh, region of Georgia. Wow. That's so much lighter. Oh, God, I chose the wrong bad Saparabi. I should have brought the Kaveri one. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. You never know. Just because it's lighter doesn't True. mean it's bad. But this one, well, this one I know was definitely made in, oh, oh. So I don't know how the Standing Stone wine was made. I'm guessing it was not Kaveri made. Kaveri uh, is for those who don't know. Varies are the traditional method of making Georgian wine and amphoras that are buried underground. Uh, and basically you throw all the skins and seeds on them and you ferment them and they vary with basically the yeast that's on the grapes. Um, so this is definitely an, uh, an influence from Western wine techniques. Mm-hmm. Mostly because by law, any Georgian wine um, that is made into varies has to be labeled as such. Okay. Um, which the idea was to be like, ha, 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 no one's going to buy this method of wine that's traditional. And, of course, what does everyone do by the traditional method? Mm. Uh, because they tend to be better based on what I've tasted of Georgian wines. There's a more pointed berry aroma to the... Blackberry. Blackberry, blueberry. Yeah. Really? It just sticks up your nose like a knife. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Oak... Almost like a bourbon oak. How did you get American oak in fucking Georgia? Thanks, globalism. Uh, yeah, it's, it smells more like American oak than French oak. Yeah. Which is surprising. And I could be wrong. Maybe it's maybe it's Russian oak, and I don't know. I don't have enough experience with Russian oak to know what it smells like. A little bit of sort of a musty, earthy character. It's not as chthonic or granite. It's more like... It's like wet forest earth. It's forest floor. It's like that, that black soil of a rich forest. This reminds me, and it's been a while, it reminds me of a, I want to say a Veronic 
a little bit. I could see that. It does have a sort of rock nose. Smells like green olives to me. I could see that too. Green olives on the palate, definitely. And I'm like, it smells so like. First, I thought like green chilies or something. Ah, this like is green. so disappointing compared to the New York. No, I don't. I've never had Saparavi before, and I, I mean, I like. I don't mind this Jordan, this Jordan Saparavi at all. But again, as you pointed out, it's not characteristic. So it's not characteristic of a good Georgian Saparavi, and that, really and that is... makes me want to cry. Like. It tastes like, like it, it makes smells. That's you interesting. You think it's because maybe the soil is... I don't know. I think, well, again, it's winemaking thingy. Maybe this was on the skins longer. Right. Um, maybe it was less cropped. Maybe this was an overcropped vineyard, and so the fruit is less... Um, please, someone name the hand gesture that I'm doing. Concentrated. Thank you. <laughs> goggly, goggly. Um, James, if you could read the label... But of course, Marani Saparavi Dry Red Brine, a delectable red wine with a dry taste and medium body. Hmm. So it means sounds like this is intentionally. So yes, it's intentionally medium body. It's That's good to know. It is made authentically from Saparavi grapes, the darkest grape variety in the world, in the region of Chaheti, Georgia. Saparavi has a fragrance of mint with wild berries, a hint of spiciness, matches significantly well with grilled meats, only 12% alcohol by volume. This is the New York one. That sounds like a different approach. So 13.3 on the Saparavi. So this was made differently. Yeah. So, okay, that, that, that explains a lot. Um, I mean, it's not bad, but it's just... Not how you. Not my one true pairing saparavi. Not the saparavi that I would take and snuggle with under the covers and just like hold close to me. That was the chair. You keep saying. That I have to clarify. I am a gentleman. I feel like. I, mean, I guess there is some mint in here. It tastes like tobacco to me. Uh, yeah, it definitely got. It has a sort of cigar tobacco thing going. Mm. That's I like this. I think it's fun. I mean, yeah, I, it's not bad. It's just that it's like yeah. it's not. Yeah, no, I like I, I like them both, but to me, they're very different. Very different. Yeah, they're very different approaches. Like this one approaches like a Vranish or a Zinfandel, right? Like California Zin. This one is just the. When I say this one, I mean the New York one because obviously I need to talk to other people that can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> I've been listening to old podcasts, and I'd be like, this one, and I'm like, fuck, which one is it? <laughs> I almost had to, I was like, well, the lighting hitting that glass, I'm like, which one are you talking about? And I'm sitting here. And now I've totally lost track of my Okay, so the Georgian one is, to me, more reminiscent of, like, a, a, a good California Zen in terms of color, in terms of profile. It tastes better than a California Zen. It's less... Uh, you know, jam punch in the face. Right, right. The, the, the fruit is more refreshingly prickly. Yeah. But the New York one is... Just deep. Deep, rich, rich decadent, chthonic. It's just its own thing. Like, if I was in a blind tasting and I saw this in... If I saw this in the glass... And, you know, smelled it and tasted it, immediately I'd be like, oh, this is Saparavi. I would probably call this a Georgian Saparavi in a blind tasting. And that's how really fundamentally good of a job the folks at Standing Stone Vineyards did. Yes, I'm yes. impressed. 
and I'm kind of wishing they had brought me more and that New York shipped because mm-hmm. I kind of want a half case of this. Not a full case. I can't afford full cases anymore. But uh, I... Um, oh, that's a fun question to ask before we tangent into reads. Top 10 desert island varietals that you would have in your cellar. Imagine that you're stranded on a desert island and you have a magical wine fridge that has 10 bottles at any given time, but it's 10 different varietals of any sort of style. What would they be and why? Oh God, that's a lot. That's okay. I'll answer first because, of course, I've thought about ten, this. Well, yeah, I'm like, I haven't thought about that. And 10 is a lot to ex- not only name, but also list why. Okay, well, you don't have to list why. <laughs> then. But then just list the varietal. Uh, for me, Saparavi, Sagrantino, Malvasia Bianca, Sangiovese, Graciano, Vermentino, because it's a desert island, you need something like. Um, so that's five. I would also add Karesi from Turkey, Ukuzku Boshkara blends from Turkey. Um, well, just Georgian white amber wines. I'm going to clarify that as a varietal, even though it's wrong, but they're all good. Any Georgian white wine that's made as an amber is great. You can't go wrong. How many is that? I don't know. Fuck. I'll have to take up this question at a later date. <laughs> I couldn't even think of it. But the point is, Saparavi would be one of my ten. <laughs> Hands down. And especially when you get a bottle like this New York one, which, holy shit, is... I was terrified that we would be the other way around, and it would be like the New Jersey one, where we were kind of disappointed by one or both. Yeah. I don't know. I personally, I... Well, call me sinner. I like the Georgian one better. I want this with tamales. The Georgian one with tamales? Yeah. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Right? Like, there's so much, like... Like, I keep bouncing back and forth between green olives, but, like, chilies, and I want this with a tamale so bad. Yeah. And there's such a, like, that tobacco thing is giving me, like, a smoky thing on the finish, but in a way that I actually like, because I normally can't stand the smoky thing at all. But this is, I like this smoky aftertaste for whatever reasons. You know, you're right also in that the Georgian Zaparavi would be a better pairing with a cigar, too. That could be. I mean, I um, can't speak on that one, but... I don't know. I feel like the, I feel like the Georgian one's a little too bright for a cigar. I mean, I know... It is. It's but. too bright for anything other than drinking on its own. It's a wine that needs to be... I don't know. I want it with tamale. Like, so bad now. I mean, not the Georgian one. The, the New York one. I feel like I almost feel like the New York one would go better with a cigar. I disagree. It's heavier, but again, I don't smoke cigars, so I don't I mean, know a damn thing. And, and it seems smoother to me than this one. Like this, the the Georgian one seems a little more acidic and bright. It is. And I feel like usually when I hear people talking about smoking cigars, they want like something smooth to go with their cigar. Potentially, yes, but for me, it's about flavor combinations. I feel mm-hmm. like the flavors of this would. Balance with this this one being the Georgian. Thank you for making sure that I specified. (laughs) We're learning. Keep trying to do that. We've only been doing this for like 
almost seventy say, episodes of this wine. That you've not figured that out yet. Slow down, everybody. I need my button. This is almost to be. I, I mentioned earlier, Zeno Mavro. I can see that also. Um, this is a less Zeno, Zeno Mavro, less acidic to me. But I'm getting the strawberry. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of the fig here. This is the Georgian yeah. one, of course. It's it's pleasant, and I, I like the kind of garnet color. It's it's really appealing. But it's again, it's an entirely different side of the Saparari grape. Uh, based upon what you've talked about tonight. Yeah. God, I wish I had something to, like, eat this with right now, and I can't. Tamales would be phenomenal with this. Right? I just think or, again, I would, so, the in terms of cigar pairing with the Georgian, I like Corojo wrapper, and Corojo wrapper has cigars, has kind of a similar flavor to this in some aspects. And I think that just the two side by side would be amazing. For me, the New York one, like with a traditional Georgian very Saparavi, needs to be just had on its own to be understood, to be just because it's otherworldly. It's, again, like Tom Bombadil. It's not. There's just a sense of deepness about this yeah. one when I drink it. Like a, a well of clean, clear water, but it goes all the way down. I mean, forever and ever and ever. And now I'm thinking of, um, I want to say it's chapter four of Gospel of John, when Jesus meets the woman at the well and talks about the, the water of, of life and the water that grants eternal life. And I feel like it should taste like this. Uh, like a traditional Georgian style Saparabi. And just rich and dark, but at the same time vibrant and full of life. Which I know seems kind of contradictory, but kind of sparkle gothy. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's the best way I can describe uh, a traditional Saparabi is a sort of sparkle gothy. And then, yeah, it's a little dark, but it's so bright and, and can be cheerful. And apparently we have all decided that we are all cutting the cat now. Too bad we didn't do this during the Rockatsatelli episode. Oh, the Catsatelli. <laughs> so what do you uh, you think about the uh, Georgian Saparavi label? Um, I feel like of the two, I... L- Mm. I feel like the Georgian one actually pops out a little more. It's got, because it does have the, the double label essentially, because it's got this top section that says the, what is, I'm assuming that's the winery. Yes. With a, you know, flying horse. That's not Pegasus, right? Uh, Pegasus, I don't know if there's a name for it in Georgian, if there is even a flying horse in Georgian mythology, but for Greek Pegasus and Roman is, mythology, that's Pegasus. right, okay. My brain was like, flying unicorn, but that's, I don't know if that has a name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Pegasus, which is cool, and then the vintage and whatever. So that makes it stand out a little bit more to me. And then the fact that they've got this little... Which, now that makes me giggle, because it says Product of Georgia, which, like, every fucking movie that's ever been made, because they're all from Georgia, Product of Georgia, or Produced in Georgia, or whatever it says. Made in Georgia. Made in Georgia. It's just funny. But southern accent. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I like it. It's, again, it's very plain. 
I like the was that is that actually Georgian that's on there? Or? Yes. Okay, so, that so that's what cool. Georgian script is. It looks like, like that looks cool. And like I said, it looks like Elvish. It does look like Elvish. Tolkien was an accomplished linguist. He probably saw it. It may have and been made, an influence. Yeah. I mean, I know the languages themselves were kind of with a Finnish and Welsh sound to them, but I wonder if he did see Georgian and like the look of it. That's a good question, and I don't know that any Tolkien scholars have talked about that that I'm aware of. Until now. Until now. Until now, but we are hardly Tolkien scholars. We are just people that drink. Any more thoughts? No. I mean... Like you said, I mean, it's kind of, it's there. It's probably my favorite of, of these two. I, well, not favorite, but... Um, well, you did say you liked the taste of this one more than the I do two. like the taste of this one more. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's it's interesting, especially going from the actual Jordan one back to the New York one. It makes the New York one seem a lot smoother than it did in the first place. But I still just, this, the actual, the Georgian one is just so weird. Yeah. And I'm tasting so many things on it that I, I just don't understand. And the fact that I want to pair it with a, a tamale. Because I'm just getting so much like green chili and and whatever. And the tobacco thing is really strange. And yeah, it's just, it's fun. This one's more fun to me. But I don't know. But the label's nice. I don't know. I don't know. So those two Saparavis are like two female fraternal twins that I both like to sleep with <clears throat> for different reasons. Y'all need to get laid. Anyway, um, enough gushing. Uh, let's get into some actual uh, shit here. Um, not shit, but actual reading here. Metaphorical shit. Metaphorical. Saparavi, according to the Big Red Wine Book, a quintessential Georgian variety. Producing deeply colored, firm, initially tart, but age-worthy reds. Saparavi meaning dye in Georgian or ink. Referring to its deep black skin and pinkish juice. Very old variety from southwestern Georgia. Historically known as Mishkedi and now straddling the Turkish Jordan. Georgian-Turkish border. From there it spread to the Kartli region and then more widely to Kheti, which is where our uh, Georgian Saparavi is from where it found its second home. Uh, it was widespread in the 17th century in western Georgia as well as Kaheti. Several distinct clones have been identified, known as Saparavi... Oh, fuck. Hold on. Saparavi Budishiburi, Saparavi Gerdzilmarkova, Saparavi... Oh, God, these even get worse. It's like the Swedish chef. Uh, Saparavi Mishkvam... Mishkvil Markvala, Saparavi Pachka, etc. So even Jesus Robinson got tired got tired of trying to spell them. <laughs> Illustrating the ancient cultivation of this variety. So we know it's very old. Uh, mid-budding, late ripening, relatively productive, winter hardy as well as drought resistant. Unusually for a pale flesh variety, berries produce pinkish juice. So as you mentioned, that's a style grape known as Tentenary, and there are very few grapes that match that description. Uh, the only other two that I can think of, um, the only other three I can think of, rather, are two or three, I can't count right now, are Tanat, Alicante Boucher, and Tentenary. Uh, which is one of the ancestors of Alcante Boucher, actually, but that's uh, out of the purview. And I, I honestly think that this grape would be phenomenal, especially in Sonoya. 
And so I'm pushing for someone who's thinking about planting some more acreage to plant this there. And I would love to see an Arizona Saparavi someday. Where it's grown, what its wine tastes like. Most widely planted dark skin variety in Georgia. 9,123 acres as of 2004. It's throughout the Kaheti wine region of the southeast of the country. Produces its finest wines in the village of Muzukandi, Kagushimi, Anaga, Kardenaki, Shilda, Naparuli, Kondoli, and Sindali. Uh, I don't know which village this is from. It doesn't say. Did you say this is the wine that Stalin preferred? No, Kavanchkara is. Uh, gotcha. Now, I think Kavanchkara is. Uh, Megan, can you look this up while I bullshit my way through this until we have an actual answer? Uh, if I remember correctly, Kavanchkara is either a red grape varietal in and of itself. Or it's a blend of Saparavi and another grape, but it's made as a semi-sweet. I've had one before. It wasn't too bad. But anyway, varietal ones are noticeably high in color, acidity and tannin, full-bodied, rich in dark fruit, as well as more savory flavors and generally repay time in bottle. It also adds color and acidity to blends, makes impressive semi-sweet and port-style fortified wines, particularly in the Kins Maruli and Akinat, Achanashini Appalachians. In cooler, higher sites, the grapes fail to ripen fully and wines may be overly acidic and sappy. Recommended producers include Bagdoni, Shelty and Silly Wines, Shakeli Wines, Kakari, Nikla, or Velia, Mazura de Wine, Chateau Macroni, Tablilu, Tibil Vino, Talavi, Wine Cellar, Wine Man. What? It's apparently the name of a Georgian wine cellar and winery, Wineman, mm-hmm. and Talvani Valley. Pheasants, Shears, and Vinotera make good examples of traditional styles vinified in Quaveri, the traditional fermentation vessels made of clay. Superavi is widely planted throughout the wine regions of the former Soviet Union, including Ukraine, the Republic of Moldova, uh, Azerbaijan, Russia, Armenia, and Bulgaria. The exceptional qualities of Saparavi are so self-evident that it has even found foothold in Australia, where Symphonia and Gosped in Victoria, Domaine Day and Pateridi and Barossa and Hugh Hamilton and McLaren Vale all produce varietal examples. In the U.S. right now, I'm only aware of this grape being planted in New York and Kansas. Kansas as well? Kansas had a planting of Saparavi. I think it was uprooted after a hailstorm. But they did have Saparavi at one point at the Stone Creek, Stonehill Vineyard. Okay. Or is it Stone Creek? It's one of those two. But it's a grape that needs more love. And it's possible that since I was made aware of those, that has been planted in other places. Anyway, uh, Megan. Um, so what was the... I looked it up and I spelled it completely oh. wrong. Well, no, no, hold please. Hold please. Kavanchkara. This is how good Google is. My fucked up spelling of it found it anyways. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, so that is a... The name of a wine that they make in a semi-sweet as a semi-sweet red, but that's not the name of the grape. Okay. So the grape is Alexandrui. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was something I don't know what. There's been several different articles, but there was one that did point out that it was Stalin's favorite style. I think that was the other Georgian wine that I bought today. Good. Good. Not Kavanchkara, but it's made from that same grape. Okay. Um, which was one of my favorite bottles of Georgia wine I've had, but uh, I want to drink it sober because, fuck, it's awesome. 
and I don't want to get lost in it. And I hate to do this, but we're going to have to seal that New York bottle because... Go ahead. Um, well, after we pour one more glass okay. for everybody, because holy shit, this is phenomenal. I don't need as much because I don't get Okay. Again, I've never... I'm enjoy- it's interesting to try this it one is. after, though. This Because the, the, the New York one gets a little smoother, mm-hmm. and I get a little bit more of like a chocolatey note to it. Mmm. Than I did before, but definitely, I'm still just so. I have never gross. partaken of a red wine that I could call phonic. I thought you referred to a, a, a Chinon as that once. No way, Chinon is bright and, and summery, not, and or maybe not a, a Chinon, but there was some red that I feel like I poured you, and you're like, "Wow, this is like earthy as hell." But this one, this is definitely. A Hadian wine. Yeah, I I love Saparavi. Um, to me, Saparavi is more masculine in character. Um, Sagrantino, which is similarly dark and tannic as this. Um, you, did you bring the Sagrantino, or did you forget? I forgot. Ah, don't worry about no. it. Um, I actually did bring a Montefalco Sagrantino. I bought one. <laughs> At uh, Total Wine, so if we wanted to, we could open another one, but that's neither here nor there. We and off so topic, wine open right we, now. yeah, we have so much fucking wine open, uh, and we may actually uh, do an experimental wine after this uh, because I do have uh, Serbian wine in the stash, and we may try that next. But until next time, folks, um, ring dong, ring dong, ring dong, and dillo. Let's drink this. Wine. Wine. Hard to hit the pillow. Yes. <laughs> Let's drink this wine and hit the pillow. Make America great again. Saparavi. Woo! This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com on Instagram at, at the AZ Wine Monk, or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com. So if Tom Bombadil were a goth. Yeah. <laughs>